What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Wake and Cake in the Morning. Myself, BBD's uh, heir apparent, Zach. I don't know how we label that. Uh, as BBD finishes off his vacation in Jamaica, I think we all landed on. Yep. I think we knew it was an island. Now it's not. Uh, and we know where Carlos Correa is going to play. The former Astro, San Francisco Giant, New York Met is going back to the Minnesota Twins in one of two of the most ridiculous free agencies you'll ever see. Uh, this happened, well, this didn't happen back-to-back years, but this whole year it built up for the, you know, Carlos Correa was going to go to Minnesota. He got the weird opt-out contract that he was going to build himself up. And then it looked absolutely brilliant. He switched agents. He was with Boris. So that was the other reason that he was going to opt out of Minnesota and hit free agency again. And with this new CBA and everyone getting paid crazy money, it was like, damn, Correa is going to break the bank. And he did with the San Francisco Giants. 13 years, $350 million. Uh, no, (laughs) uh, And the Giants part of this is still kind of the weirdest one of, man, he was, like, the whole passing story, he was dressed for the press conference and, like, about to go. So I don't know. It feels like the medicals should have been ready to go before that. I like to think you'd clear the medicals and then say, let's set up the press conference. Uh, and then it kind of sent everyone into like a, oh, what, what is this? Is this funny business? We heard about the Mets pretty quickly that could send you down a couple different rabbit holes. Like, did he want the Mets the whole time? And this was part of the game. Like, was there funny business on Correa? Was, were the Mets trying to take opportunity of like their doctors not caring about whatever San Francisco's doctors saw? We were all guessing. We had no real idea because this doesn't happen a lot, um, and I, Jakey Sources, Zach, you know, sometimes I get the feed. Uh, man, you know, I, so, a lot of times when sources reach out, depending who the source is, a lot of them will hold on to the information until they're sure medicals have passed um, because they don't want this to happen. Now, the whole world that Passenthal and Passenthal, Rosenthal and Passen, a.k.a. Passenthal, uh, and Heyman, the rest of the gang, they, they have to win. That's how they get credit. That's the world they live in. So they often don't because even if something like this gets held up in physicals, they don't get hurt. They technically had it right. Like whoever first recorded Correa to the Giants, they had that information right. Until it was wrong because of physicals. So they get to hide behind that when normally the accuracy of that gets critiqued very hard if it's myself or Trevor Plouffe. Uh, now I'm just hi- sounding kind of windy, so let's get away from that. Um, Correa goes to the Twins. Six years, $200 million, which, <laughs> again, in this, in this free agency where money was getting thrown around like crazy... Not an awful contract, um, and there's options on it too. And let's see what goes on with this ankle, because nobody has any clue at this point. The doctors are. <laughs> Here's what I'll tell you: the doctors will say bad. 
They've said this now multiple times. Who knows if this is part of the reason the Astros, like, originally moved on from Correa. We all assumed it was because of the wunderkin, Jeremy Pena, who, by the way, worked out. Not just talking about when me and Zach are playing MLB The Show. Jeremy Pena cracked card. Shut up, Jake. Um, I don't know. I, I've never seen this happen. I mean, it makes sense, especially from the fan perspective, if you're talking about a pitcher coming off injury or, you know, look at, look at where Corey Kluber came from. Corey Kluber was, you know, two-time Cy Young winner, riddled with injuries, and you're like, yeah, I mean, I, I get it at this point. I don't, I don't know if his body is going to be able to hold up for that. Correa hasn't missed any time from this. And that's where I, I hope, and we'll get to the Minnesota Twins in a second, Trevor Plouffe's Minnesota Twins. I hope we're talking in a few years about how this worked out fantastic for the Minnesota Twins. And they get their biggest free agent ever, and it leads to some winning for them. I don't know what that exactly looks like. Um, but I hope their bet pays off. And I'm Twins, Giants, and we got Boston Red Sox, Trevor Story. Yikes. Uh they made a bet on him. The Twins made their final bet on Correa, and you could go bet at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL playoff picture is happening this weekend. G-Men, Sunday, hello, Vikings. The official sports betting partner of the NFL is DraftKings, and Super Bowl 57 coming up. You can bet $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, they've got their no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. So... Why don't you go to DraftKings or download the DraftKings Sportsbook app? Use code BAKERS. New customers get $5 on any NFL game. 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code BAKERS. Come on, BAKERS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, for the Minnesota Twins, I keep referencing it. I can't get White Lotus out of my head. Happy for you. The Armand GIF. Um, they get Correa. They hadn't done too much of anything this offseason. And I wonder if they were being the good people of Minnesota, you know. Maybe waiting for Correa to be truly off the board until they made their move. Maybe that goes back to my sources passing the physical, it's not over till it's over situation. They signed Gallo which let's see what Joey's got this year. Um, you know, it, it got ugly last year, and is it is it Joey? Is it pitching? Will the shift be gone? Was it the pressures of New York and L.A.? I don't know, but they took a flyer on Joey Gallo, who before last year was looked at as a perennial all-star outfielder. So they take a chance on him. That was kind of it, and people have rumored that they have some outfield depth, so will they trade a Max Kepler? Uh, you know, our, our Yankees were rumored in on him, some other teams. Maybe this starts some other moves for the Minnesota Twins, but Correa is back. Uh, their team is still the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> it's Luis Arise, we, we like how he's kind of broken out and who he is in Major League Baseball. Still 25. And kind of fully broke out last year, 316, 375. Kind of your old school ideal leadoff hitter. Correa Buxton. I mean, two guys that can be all world team when they're right. 
if they're right, both guys with some injury concern. Jorge Polanco has been rumored to be like traded by them for a few years now. Uh, he's at second base, switch hitting and hitting cleanup, so I, I don't know if they want to move on from that. Mentioned Kepler, Jose Miranda, uh, and, and they've got some other guys along the way that, that I don't know. Pitching staff, Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Tyler Molly, who they traded for and he got hurt. Uh, he's been pretty solid the past couple of years. Kenta Maeda missed all of last year, I think, and he kind of used to be there one. So I don't know. If you're the Twins, there's some hope here, right? Uh, the AL Central is the AL Central is the AL Central. I said that the Cleveland Guardians were the biggest winner of the AL Central because they signed Josh Bell, who, hey, Josh Bell's a nice piece, but it's, you know, not not moving hell in high water uh, to kind of change where your team's direction is. They've got a ton of young talent. They won the division by 11 games last year, so that's why they were a huge winner. The White Sox are still, everyone hopes they wash off the stink of last year, and they are good. Uh, the Twins, they were three games back of them. Uh, and again, their biggest thing is re-signing Correa. Gary Sanchez is out for them. Archer, Bundy, who are projects for them. Uh, interested to see what else they have to provide for this baseball offseason. Uh, will Kepler be on the move? Blanco's been rumored for a while. Is there anything else they can do to shuffle this team to get us excited? I don't know. Uh, maybe it, maybe it's Joe Ryan taking a step and Kenta Maeda being back and Tyler Molly being good, and then they've got four in their rotation that you like. We haven't really seen a lot of that from the Minnesota Twins. Um, for the Mets, I think the Mets are kind of shrug. Like, they were... They were excited about Correa, obviously, because it felt like they were a super team, and this is what Steve Cohen was going to be, almost like the next, I don't know, the next Steinbrenner, right? Like, New York, and we're going to go out and get whoever the hell we want, whatever the hell we want. A little line there. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, like, for the Mets... Eduardo Escobar, who kind of, it looked like he was going to be traded or forced into a bench role. You know, he, he slots in as your third baseman. And he was really good for them down the stretch last year. He helped, you know, in September, Eduardo Escobar was one of their best offensive players. Obviously, it's a difference between Carlos Correa playing third base for the first time, which, you know... We moved on quick from that, right? Um, the Mets offseason was already done. Mets fans were already happy. They were clapping. Let's see what this team looks like. Obviously, there's the age issues. There's injury issues. Apparently, Correa had his own. Uh, and we're going to see what they look like this year. Uh, Eddie Escobar, in September last year, 321, 385, and 982 OPS. Don't get me wrong, he kind of struggled the four months before that. But he's a proven MLB track record guy. Let's see who he is. They also have a pro, uh, prospect, Beatty, who's a third baseman. So you're the Mets. You let that play out. Uh, San Francisco Giants had already moved on. Um, I mean, that seems so far in the past now. Uh, they're just, they don't have the horses to kind of run with the Dodgers and the Padres. 
Prove me wrong, Gabe Kapler. His Instagram has become my favorite thing to follow on the internet. He posted a nice video of him cooking, a, a, I think, like a tomahawk steak the other day. Tag Trevenant. Told him I want him to go this route with his Instagram. We'll see. No spoilers yet. Uh, but like we've been talking about with the AL, uh, AL offseason last episode, NL offseason two episodes before that, Free agency, a chunk of it is now officially, officially done. Although we are still pending physical. Which that. If this happens again, Zach, I want you to hold me accountable to this. We're done. We're done with this. All done? Now it's just messed up. It's been messed up. My question was, going forward, can we ever... Like, trust another signing announcement again. Ever? Or is it, I mean, we can, but, like, does this, like, always for the future put in the back of our heads, like, oh, well, we'll see how the physical goes. Or is it just Carlos Correa? Honestly, I think right now it's just Correa. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Because how, so, zoom out. And there's a lot of people, I know when when we did uh, Jose Abreu signed, we, uh, John Boy Media, for better or worse, will always be linked to Houston in some way, whether it's a positive. Like, if the Astros sweep the Yankees this year, it'll be a huge talking Yanks episode. <laughs> uh, and vice versa. Like, these teams are going to be connected for a little bit until, you know, time heals all wounds, but 5, 10, 20 years away, uh, things, things will get a little different. This Correa thing is is so... He hasn't missed a game due to this injury in Major League Baseball. So, we we sit here and talk about this. And, by the way, I mean, pretty good drama. I mean, what? Two fake signings? East Coast, West Coast, coming from the Astros and all that? He's getting six years and $200 million. No one's ever going to feel bad for him. And he's also earned a lot of that money. A team thought he earned, I think it was 13 for 350. In a way, Carlos Correa lost $150 million. I know he has options. uh, And hey, if he plays well, he'll get more contracts, blah, blah, blah. But what if the ankle thing's also real? Or if there's another injury or something else happens? Or he just... Guess what? A 35-year-old Carlos Correa isn't as good as baseball, which pretty much every 35-year-old ever, except for Barry Bonds, some funny business there. He just lost a lot of money. Um, he's getting a ton of money, and I'm glad he got a big payday. And I'm, you know, he had he got paid last year for one year with the same Minnesota Twins. And maybe he becomes like this Minnesota sports icon, a la Trevor Plouffe. Um, but I don't know. I Obviously, obviously, anyone's not going to be able to relate to that. And I'm, I don't want to feel like I'm filled with sympathy and empathy. But I don't know. I, I think I'd be pretty bummed out if I thought I was get Not pretty bummed out. I'd be a little bummed out. If I thought I was getting $350 million and I thought I had earned $350 million and then I'd earned $200 million, I don't know. That's $150 million is a lot of money. Um, 
I'd have to ask Joe's McFly about all that kind of money. What? Oh. Um, all right. We are going to pick up with football in a second. For now, Correa. Oh, I forgot Trevor Story. Trevor Story gets hurt again, and the Red Sox say they're not sure he's going to be able to play next year after I hoped they were in on short stops. Maybe I'll save some of the story stuff as we get more of the story on it, and we get into some NFL playoffs in a sec. All right, we are talking NFL playoff football as we go into wild card weekend. Me and Big Z still at it, ripping it. Couple long days at the office. First full week feeling that a little bit. Gonna be honest. That's before a warehouse day tomorrow. Hello. Uh, and it's before the playoff wild card weekend, which always one of the more fun weekends. I think divisional round, you get a couple of these bad teams out of here. Dolphins. Come on, Zach. Should we just go full sports radio today? <laughs> Give me, if you see something on the soundboard, Zach. Give one a rip whenever you find the moment for it. It doesn't have to be right now, but when you... I'll, I'll wait. Yeah, when yeah. you know it's there, yeah. let one rip. Uh, as you guys know, I like going in chronological order because you can map out your weekend a little bit. I don't expect everyone to give their full Saturday and Sunday to the NFL. Some of you will. If you're listening to Wake and Jake, a sports show, there's a chance you are, actually. Uh, but we like to dive through it. See what's there. And I think with a little extra time, can go a little further into the games. First game, Seahawks at Niners. The San Francisco 49ers are rolling. Zach, do you know how many games they've won in a row? How many? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wow. You don't really... Oh, you thinking about it? Ten games in a row for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, everyone loves the 49ers. They have talent all over their roster. They've got a history of success. John Lynch in their front office. Shanahan is a lot of people's favorite coach in the National Football League. The one thing they've got going on is their quarterback is Brock Purdy, who is the last pick in the draft that our society slash NFL society has so kindly nicknamed Mr. Irrelevant. The 49ers are trying to win the Super Bowl with Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. Uh, and again, they've won a ton of games in a row. The team is so talented. I remember there was a Hail Mary for Jimmy G to come back if they go like Super Bowl divisional round. Does it matter? Brock Purdy's been playing pretty good football. Zach's writing that down. He's going to tell. He's going to tell his... Significant other cast about that. Reveal. Oh, God. Sorry, Zach. I'm running, I'm running a little kooky today. Um, <laughs> here's what I'll tell you. It's in San Francisco. They are stacked. They're playing Seattle, who was allowed to be in the playoffs because the Lions beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in a game that didn't matter. The Seahawks have been... Not the Seahawks that got off to a nice start this year, and they won a couple nice football games. They beat the Broncos the first week before we thought they were terrible. Uh, they got a nice win against the Lions, the Chargers, even Zach's G-Men when they went out to the West Coast. And it was like, okay, these Seahawks have a little bit of the juice. Uh, 
midseason, they go on a little 1-5. Credit to them. They've won their last two games at home versus bad teams, the Jets and the Rams. Um, that Jets game mattered a lot to them. They got the Jets' best punch, which, again, ends up not being much. They beat the Rams in OT, and the Rams kind of had nothing to play for. Maybe McVay's last game, and you're on their third quarterback. The spread in this game is nine and a half. I'm taking the Niners. I think they're going to roll. They just have... Their skill positions are just too much. They've been with... Debo Samuel was not at full health for a while. When he's full tilt, he's one of my favorite wide receivers, and he was a hell of a running back. Before they brought in Christian McCaffrey, who some respect as one of the best pass-catching running running backs in the league. George Kittle has been going. When you cover all those guys, it feels like Brandon Ayuk is always open. Um, It's the first game of the playoff weekend, the 4.30 on Saturday. Hey, NFL football, right? Anything can happen. Brock Purdy, can he just have a meltdown of all meltdowns, and that's what we're talking about Monday? You can't rule it out because he's a young quarterback. But I've got the Niners' big sack. Oh, snap. That was lit. The night game. Chargers, Jaguars, pump it into my veins. 8-15 in Jacksonville. Duval, the stadium is going to be raucous. It was last Saturday. Back-to-back Saturdays with do-or-die games for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They've got a rowdy crowd. Uh, It's a little bit Jacksonville. Not to be shots fired at the Ville, which we've done before. But man, those you get some crazy Florida people there, and that's what they had last week. That's what they're going to have this week. The Chargers come into town. They are one of the most talented football teams in the NFL. I believe that, especially high-end talent. Um, I love Justin Herbert. I, I think he is next. He is him as I look at handsome Ron, who just entered our producer room over there. If you know Ronnie... From John Boy Media, you know what I'm talking about. Unfortunately, as I told you last time, and then I heard people that I respect their NFL opinion say, Brandon Staley, the Chargers head coach, I I think my way to phrase it is he's not my cup of tea. He played their starters all game in a game that didn't matter last week against the Broncos, and they lost. It was like, oh, for everything. You're on the road in mile high against a bad team in a game that doesn't matter, and you lose, and Mike Williams got hurt. I don't know. I I enjoy Trevor Lawrence. I don't know what he's going to be. I love Justin Herbert, and I'm buying all the stock I still can in what he's going to be. I think there's going to be an argument in a couple years that Brandon Staley could have been what was holding back the Chargers from being a better team. I'm all in on the environment in Jacksonville. I'm in on Trevor Lawrence. That team believes in what they, they're doing. Doug Peterson has the NFL pedigree and the, the Eagles and all that, what he did there. I'm in on the Jags. Right now it's plus two. That line has moved a lot. Um, I'm going with Jacksonville. If Herbert and the Chargers win, it's not a surprise. But I think it's a little bit in spite of their head coach. And again, that's ruder than I like to be. But we put out a clip last week where I was ruder than that. 
So, I mean, Zach, if you're going to, if you had to pick between these games, you're watching the night game, right? Probably. Will you watch these games, Zach? I'm intrigued to find out. I'm going to watch the Giants. You're a sports guy. Yeah. And you're a Giants guy. Yeah. And they're playing Sunday. I'm interested in that. Let's go to Sunday. The three-game slate. Miami at Buffalo. The Giants at Minnesota. Baltimore, Cincinnati. The nightcap. We'll get to your Giants, Zach. I swear. And BBD's Giants. How about that? Yeah. Friends. When's he come back? Uh, After this week. Okay. I'm pretty pretty sure he'd be back by Monday. Okay. Interested. I wonder if he's flying during the game. Oh, man, I don't know. That would would be stinky. (laughs) Miami Buffalo. uh, This might be the game I'll be the quickest with. Uh, The College Football National Championship just happened. Uh, Georgia was a 13-point favorite. And in my head, I was like, man. By the way, if you want to play some DraftKings bet, code Bakers. They're giving their NFL playoff bet $5. Get 200 on it. Use code Bakers. If you want to get in the game with DraftKings. Miami at Buffalo. I was like, going back to the national championship game. I was in on Georgia, but then I was doing this kind of cold feet where I was like, 13 points is a lot, and it's a national championship game. How often are those bad? And TCU's got a good quarterback. I'm sure, I'm sure, probably the worst national chip game ever. Uh, Georgia runs them out of the building. Buffalo, Miami, Tua just got ruled out. He's not playing. Uh, Thompson, Skylar Thompson, another seventh-round draft pick at quarterback. Two seventh-round draft picks at quarterback are starting this weekend. I always wonder, that's so funny to me, man, that, like, you know, there's a quarterback that got drafted in the fourth or fifth round this year that, like, didn't play. But these guys, I don't know. It's just uh, sometimes the world works in mysterious ways. Uh, DeMar Hamlin just got released from the hospital. We love that. We're happy about that. I think Buffalo's going to be out of control. I, I don't know how much stock you put into anything. Buffalo is a Super Bowl favorite coming into the season. They've done nothing to fully disprove that. I think their biggest problem is the Chiefs. If DeMar Hamlin is at that stadium and you believe in sports and the power of sports, that's a fan base that's out of control regardless. If DeMar's in the building, I mean, with a seventh-round quarterback against the Miami team that snuck into the playoffs, I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, I believe in sports too much to be against Buffalo and any of that. And, I mean, even if... If you're Miami, I mean, you know, you strap on the pads and you're playing NFL playoff football, but if a couple things go south in that game for Miami, you know, a pick six, a strip sack fumble that leads to a quick touchdown or something like that, you just know the world's kind of against you? Like, I know that's not everything, and there's more X's and O's and Jimmy's and Joe's, but uh, I think America's rooting Buffalo they are the better team at home against the Miami Dolphins team that without Tua Tagovailoa hasn't been good. So 
There's the football side. There's the life side and emotional side. Buffalo big. Buffalo bigly. The game of the weekend, Zach, I think. The stakes, they're high. I enjoy them. The New York football giants. Coming into this season, new head coach. Daniel Jones, probably his last year. They didn't re-up his contract. What is he? Boring outfits. Boring press conferences. Brian Dayball and the boys, they put it together this whole season. They got themselves a little bit of a bye week last week. Their Eagles game that did not matter. They got to rest a lot of their good players. We saw the week before a lot of the teams that got to rest their guys. Joe's McFly, is he a Giants fan? I don't know. I think he's going to be at the Talking Giants live event. Okay. Or he's supposed to be, but you kind of, you never fully know. <laughs> the Giants will face the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. The Vikings, 13 and 4, one of the most hated 13 and 4 teams that's ever existed because they used to only play 16 games. They lost to the Packers two weeks ago. They lost to the Lions a few weeks before that. They had the biggest comeback in football history against the Indianapolis Colts on Thanksgiving. Uh, the next week, they played the New York football Giants. They won that game 27-24. to Giants had a couple opportunities. Zach, they got left by the wayside. I think uh, Richie James, uh, I saw some tough tweets about him after that game. I think he had a bad drop. Uh -oh. On a third down, that I think that would have been, that would have been big points. The Vikings have played close games all year. Nobody likes or believes in Kirk Cousins if it's honesty hour. I like the Vikings' skill positions a lot. Talked about that. Hawkinson, uh, Dalvin Cook, Madison, even Thielen. Uh, you Thielen this? Their defense ain't great. These two teams played close. I'm too close to the situation to be against the New York Giants. I think the bigger thing is the New York Giants are in a playoff game. They can, I shouldn't say they can easily win, but they can win. And that's pretty cool, Zach. We didn't know that coming into the season. I didn't expect this. Uh, yeah. My heart is too close to it. A little spoiler, I'm doing my Jakey parlay. Um and I'm taking the Giants. I think they were plus plus four, something like that. Um, man, I that has the potential for the game of the weekend. I think it's up until this point, it's I, best chance for upset. Jacksonville at home, not being favored, I, you know, two point spread. I, that's a chance for upset. You can say. I mean, the New York Giants, in a way, the 10-7 and 7 Giants playing a 13-4, and 4, which is normally a dominant football team, you wouldn't think they'd have a dog in a fight. Man, they've got a big dog in the fight. And I think if a couple things go their way, I think, let me talk about the human brain, Zach. Yeah. I think the Vikings have heard all year that people have doubted them. Um They've answered that well when they were down to the Colts so many points at halftime and they came back. They've, they've got a belief in themselves. The Giants have all the belief in the world. They have house money. 
I believe in Dayball over the Vikings' tall, handsome coach. This is kind of a nice Minnesota Nordic handsome coach. Dayball, Giants jersey. They're going to have to win it ugly. I'm too close to the situation. I like the G-men. And Zach, for a lot of this office and for you and for BBD, I hope I'm right. Go nuts, Saquon, you know? I'd love to see him have a good playoffs. Like Saquon, a signature Saquon game. I feel like, has he had that this year? I feel like he had a couple games early on where he was really good to kind of like, get this season on track. But I felt like his memories for me are like from his like first season. Right, because it was like Saquon, the yeah. thighs. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me click on those thighs really quick. Saquon Barkley. He had a good game this year. Fifth year. I mean, he's had a great season. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I feel like there was one we talked about early on. Let's see. The Texans, he ran for 152, 35 carries. Jacksonville, 24 for 110. That was on the road. That was a big game. The Bears, 146. Titans, week one, 164 to kind of get the season Probably. Yeah. off the ground. Yeah. He hasn't broken 100 yards since the Texans. November 13th. So, yeah, uh, interested to see. Interested to see. Against the Vikings, he was 14 for 84. It's a good game. Eight catches, 49 yards. I'm, I would love that signature Saquon Barkley game because he's a... Uh, when he does it, there's a little bit of a cool factor. When he gets rolling, yeah. bust out a little spin move here and there, a little funk. You know I like that. You know that's how I live. I've gotten so far away from this game in Saquon's thighs, and I'm clearly biased in it, but go Giants, go Giants, go. The nightcap, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. Bengals are eight-point favorites, which is a lot in the NFL. It's in Cincinnati. The Bengals just beat up on them. Last week, they beat them 27-16. to 16. Uh, They played them earlier in the season, and they lost 19-17 to 17 in Baltimore Lamar Jackson played that game. I think they're still unsure if Lamar Jackson is going to play this game. Even if he has, there will be a cool factor if Lamar plays, right? Like division game, third game. Lamar hasn't played in a month, and he has a chance when he plays to be special on any given night. I don't love the rust factor of a true month off and then jumping into playoff football, even if he plays. And if it's Huntley, I don't believe in him. And if it's not Huntley, you're on a third-string quarterback. That's too many question marks in Cincinnati. And the Bengals are the defending AFC champs. And Joe Burrow's kind of a special cat. So uh, I'm drinking the Cincinnati Kool-Aid. With the spreads, my Jakey Parlay is Buffalo, New York, Cincy. Uh, so that's going to hit. Zach said he's going to bet it. He promised me and Kevin. So if he doesn't, he's a liar. And I really hate that. Is that live? And I'd really hate that. Uh, it's going live soon. It's been sent to go live. Okay. So, um, and then Monday night. Hey, we'll be back here doing Wake and Jake so I can put a little more heart on the line after the weekend. Uh, Tampa, Dallas. Tampa at home. Tom Brady never lost to Dallas. Um, I'm not buying into Tampa. Boy, would it be fun. And uh, Maybe we'll see some NFL whiffle, whist, whiffles, whistles go a little Tampa way. 
Um, I don't know. I don't need to go full conspiracy theory on you. Uh, I think Dallas is really good. Uh, I think they took last week off against the Redskins. Uh, oh, Commanders. Fine jar. Uh, although, hell of a time to play your worst game, Dallas Cowboys. Last game going into the playoffs, and they played their starters. And the game half mattered to them, but not. They also lost to the Bucks, game one of the regular season, 19-3. to The Bucks seem to be coming up. Dallas, there's a chance they're coming down. Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys. It's the beauty of sports. The Bucks could roll, and I'd be like, oh, Tom Brady, never lost to the Cowboys. They beat him by God. <laughs> or you say, Cowboys are a pretty good football team, 12-5. and five. Give it to Tony Pollard. Give it to Zeke. Let Dak cook. CeeDee Lamb. Uh, Micah Parsons, he was in the MVP running for a little bit. Uh, Monday night should be a real treat, uh, and it's NFL porn. The Dallas Cowboys and Tom Brady. Maybe they're two favorite things. Maybe they're two favorite things. So, enjoy the NFL weekend. We will be watching Go Giants. Might try to swing by the Talking Giants watch party. We'll see. It's a big weekend. Thank you, Ziggy, for filling in. Appreciate you. Double shift this week, pretty much. <laughs> Tough. Uh, Biebs will be back from Jamaica, and we will see you guys Monday. Love you. Go sports. Bakers.